Hi everyone, Leanne Pilkington here for the latest Courageous Conversations podcast and our guest this afternoon is Casey McDonald from the Property Management Training Academy. Thank you so much for being with us, Casey, because I know you're not well this afternoon, so thank you for taking the time out of your day. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, Leanne. Absolute pleasure. So if we can maybe start and just talk a little bit about your history, um, in particular how you got into real estate. Yeah, great. Uh, well, this is my 20th year uh, in real estate, predominantly in property management. I started when I was 18 in Darwin, in fact. So, is that right? Yeah. So, I'm originally from the Gold Coast, uh, but my family moved to Darwin when I was just finishing year 11 and year 12. So, I finished my high school up there and started working in a cafe. And the manager of the cafe, her husband was actually in real estate sales. And he said, look, we've got a position on reception. I think real estate would be great for you and, um, you know, apply for the job. I'll definitely put in a good word. And so that's where it started. And yeah, so I, I did, I think, reception for about two months and the property manager resigned. So um, I was promoted very quickly. Yes, yeah, sounds like it. Well done. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> I'm not too sure uh, if I uh, even knew what I was doing. In fact, I didn't know what I was doing at all after two months on reception and kind of straight out of school. But uh, to be honest, I think that it was the best learning curve, you know, for life and obviously for my career. So in a certain way, I'm thankful for it as well. Sure. If you had have known what you were letting yourself in for, you probably wouldn't have done it. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> exactly. And and look, to be fair, uh, there was lots of challenges, you know, living in Darwin and obviously doing property management uh, in that location as well and being a I can imagine. Um, but, I, you know, I think having gone through that, it certainly made me become a better property manager um, and look at better ways to certainly performing the role uh, to achieve different results um, because it was just ways we had to do things differently there. Do you want to give me an example? Yeah. So, um, well, for an example, my first actual inspection of a property was to an abandoned house. So, Oh, um, nice. Yeah. And I did have Indigenous squatters in the home and they had ripped up the floorboards and used the floorboards as a bonfire inside of the house and they see that's one of those old though you think it's an old wives tale around property management but it actually happened it did actually happen and right you know being a female walking into that environment please you know they weren't violent they were actually really lovely it wasn't anything like that at all but it was just oh my gosh how do I handle this situation yeah intimidating for a young girl yeah 18 years of age and, and walking into that um, so it was you know how do I overcome this and unfortunately I worked with a very sales focused business so in calling the uh, principal of the office he certainly had zero idea of what he even needed to do to help me um, he, he really couldn't offer any guidance uh, whatsoever so I sort of you know just took it upon myself to you know, try to go, well, what would I do in, what would you do in a normal world in this situation? You know, what's the best thing to do? So sort of removed myself from the situation, of course, and then got in contact with the police and, and handled it that way. But um, I think if I, I suppose if I hadn't been raised uh, the way my father had raised me, um, you know, we were taught how to change tyres and just things in life, um, I wasn't a any of those things, you know, so I kind of just had to think on my feet, really, um, at the time. 
But if I had to probably face that now, Leanne, I'm not too sure I would continue in property management. No. Well, one of the first things I had to handle as a property manager was knocking on the door to um, collect outstanding rent and the guy, the tenant came to the um, came to the door with an axe and said, if you come here again, um, this is what I'm going to do to you. Uh, I'm like, right, I don't think debt collection is my thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and look, it certainly, I mean, it rattled me. Of course it did. Um, but I sort of took that as thinking, well, this office needs to have good policies and procedures in place. And there was nothing in that business at all. And that's what really got me interested in taking, I suppose, that journey path in what I was doing in property management. And I sat, you know, down with the other team member and we really worked out, well, how do things actually work? And to be honest, they changed all of the time, as we both know, even back then, 20 years ago. But we just had to kind of get out there and really work at each task uh, make mistakes and believe me we certainly made them but big we owned them you know if we did we would ring and say this is we've made this mistake but this is how we're going to fix it so I, I learned a lot really by actually making mistakes but coming up with okay what's the best solution now because that one didn't that solution didn't work so what do we do next moving forward so that's yeah and it's Probably the part I'm most passionate about with property management is, is and it's what's got me into consulting. Really, is I want to, I want to help the industry be able to provide the best service that it possibly can. Fantastic. Um, so Darwin, what? Where did you go after Darwin? How long were you there? I was in Darwin for about six years uh, in property management. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, and then moved back to the Gold Coast. So I finished school up there, and then obviously started working. And then moved back to the Gold Coast and worked in a property management uh, position here, which um, was then obviously very different. And what I mean by different, it was just obviously um, different legislation to learn in Queensland, different forms and all of those things as as you do. But the fundamental role was exactly the same. Um, For me, I was working in a very successful business on the Gold Coast and there was no career progression, um, as in everyone was in their positions and was actually quite successful in what they were doing. And I just felt as though there was something missing for me. Um, And that's when I went and worked uh, with Debbie Palmer, actually, at the PPM group and you know, in a consulting capacity uh, in her business, which, you know, I thoroughly enjoyed. And that's where I think I really found my calling. Yeah, interesting. And so from from Debbie, did you start up on your own after you left Debbie? Yeah, that's where I actually started my own agency. And I, I felt that a part of what I was missing in being a consultant was actually understanding what some of the business owners were going through and the challenges they were facing, you know, in actually owning and running that real estate business. And I felt that I couldn't deliver what I needed to from a whole capacity in consulting with them to get their business to the next level because I didn't feel I had the credibility to talk to them about some aspects. So so business ownership for you was a research piece to further support your consulting down the track? Absolutely, yes. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, I mean, I've, I've always loved this industry, you know, having done it for 20 years, but I just had felt that there was something missing in, in me to be a better consultant. So I was given the opportunity to uh, start up 
uh, my own agency, which I did so in Coolangatta, um, Kira there, just near the airport. And I started the rent roll from scratch and I actually did it in the GFC at the time on the Gold Coast where obviously the market wasn't that great. And to be fair, a lot of people said, you're crazy. Why are you starting a real estate business during this time? I said, well, if my doors can't stay open during this period, then it can't stay open in good times. So I felt as though I had the or knew how to set up the foundations of a really good business, but it was the fact that I hadn't had the opportunity to run that and go through those challenges. Um, And I certainly did. (laughs) Yeah, that's a brave decision. Um, That's a brave decision for a number of reasons because you were still relatively young. Yes. Really bad time. I mean, the Gold Coast was hit as hard as any other part of uh, Australia, if not harder. Um, during that time so you but you were confident going into it or you were you were scared uh, I think I there was a combination of both I was certainly scared and nervous um, but I was confident in my own ability and what I knew and how I performed as a property manager so I knew that I could bring something different to that particular location um, and I was originally a tweed heads girl so I guess it was kind of like me going a little bit really back home to my roots as such in in terms of location. And there were still a lot of people that I knew. Um, My mum and dad grew up in that area as well. I still have family there now. So I felt quite comfortable that that was the right location for me to start. I think if I had done it anywhere else, I probably wouldn't have been as confident. Um, Yeah, sure. Yeah, don't get me wrong. It was very tough in the first six months because it was about rebranding myself and the business in that local area to, you know, for everyone to understand what I was bringing to the table. Um, but I'd done my research and the I'd done some mystery shopping on some of the other agencies in the area and I was quite scared at what those results were. So I think that's where that confidence level <laughs> um, came yeah, in okay. that time and I thought, well, you know what, now's a better time. Um, then, you know, if I can't do it now, I'm not ever going to do it. And I need to make it work now. And I think that's just kind of attitude that I went in with and head down by mark and make it work and do it in this really tough time. And that means that you'll, you know, those doors will stay open when the tough time comes again. So fast forward, how, how long did you own the business? I owned the business for four years. Um, yeah, unfortunately, um, and, you know, purely being honest, it was a breakdown in business partnership, um, completely separate, wasn't my uh, live-in partner, completely separate partnership there. Uh, but there was a, a big breakdown uh, in that. And it took a toll on me probably in the last 12 months of owning that business. And I, I, I had to re assess really where I saw myself in the industry and there was a part of me Leanne at one stage where I wanted to get out um I won't I I was really burnt by the entire process uh but I took I took some time off um took a holiday over to New Zealand with my life partner and at the time just decided that I I needed to sell out of my shares and that I what I felt I was really missing was the consulting and the education and the knowledge base of teaching now people everything that I've learned. And I felt that that was the real direction of where I was probably meant to be in this industry, which is obviously where, you know, which has brought me to the property management uh, training academy now. Uh, so I don't, I don't regret 
any decisions that I ever make in in life. I think that they're only decisions you can learn from them and and you need to make mistakes throughout your career and life. Um, but you've got to you keep making the same mistake and there's a problem. That's exactly right. That that's when it's an issue. Sounds like though it was um, it was a smart move to actually take yourself out of the situation and give yourself some time to really think through the decision that you were about to make about leaving you know, leaving the business, leaving the industry, you didn't just make a rash decision? No, and I didn't want it to be like that. And and don't get me wrong, there's things in the past where I've made mistakes and I've certainly made rash decisions. It was sort of like, well, you know, I, I really need to make the right decision now. Uh, there were people that obviously backed and supported me in opening that agency and I wanted to make sure that I was making the right decision obviously for them as well you know my family that supported me through that um and it I think it was the absolutely no I wouldn't say I think I absolutely know it was the right decision by by stepping away and just taking that time and, and when I returned to the business it was the decision of you know I do want to sell out um and then the last six months became very very difficult it became very sour um in in the relationship at work which then affected my health everything um and I, I know that there you know some of us in the industry of who've spoken honestly about uh the ways in which they've tried to overcome those things and I'll be honest this is a courageous conversation right so we might as well get it out um I found myself most nights sleeping on the couch with a bottle of wine to numb myself, you know, and numb the pain of all that hard work and what was, you know, am I making the right decisions and, uh, you know, being stressed and just everything that I'm sure that there are so many business owners out there that have gone through these waves, you know, of am I making right decisions in my business? You know, it's scary to sometimes think you've got to hire and fire people. You've got to have tough conversations. And all of this was really, you know, boiling up for me. Um, and yeah, unfortunately, I found myself in the last few months of the sale process out of the business where it was the only way I felt like I could keep going was to drink a bottle of wine every night. Um, <laughs> and it's not a healthy You way. are not the only, yeah, you're not the only one who's found themselves there though. I'm, I'm sure sometimes you've got to just do what you do to get the, you feel like there's no other way to get through it other than to have that crutch, if you like, to, to get you through. Yeah, and um, you know, looking looking back, uh, you know, on my health, it didn't just affect obviously my health, but it affected my life partnership uh, at the time. You know, because you you close off, you know, all of these different things, and I think you know that's been a massive personal lesson for me. Uh, you know, don't get me wrong, I absolutely still in love, you know, having a glass of wine and and, and enjoying that social side of what I do, uh, but I understand that now there has to be a balance yeah and there's a different purpose behind a, a drink with your friends than a yeah. you know a bottle of wine to get yourself through that's, that's right. a different Absolutely. conversation yeah um if you were able to go back in time and and um tell yourself um give yourself some advice what would you go back and tell yourself in that in that situation well i think one of the first mistakes that i did make is i tried to initially do it on my own to start with uh, and uh, where I, you know, lost obviously some traction with that was that there was elements 
that I didn't know in running a business. So it then took me away. You know, I felt like my my energy wasn't focused on the growth of that rent roll and that property management side of things. I was focusing on how to actually run a business because it was the whole learning aspect. You know, for me, going out and getting a new rental property on board, I found quite easy. It wasn't like it was challenge for me but I kind of my personality tends to lean towards the challenging element and how can I come up with the solution for that and then how do I implement that whereas if it's something that's kind of easy I sort of push it to the side Um, but I I, I backed myself and thought I'm going to do this on my own but if that would be the first thing that I would change is that I don't think in business sometimes we can do it by ourselves and Regardless of whether or not that was me in an office on my own or just additional support, I didn't, I didn't uh, get the right support, I suppose, at, at that initial stage. Um, the second mistake that I made was that I didn't really know the person who I was going into business with. Um, he was recommended to me. We worked together for about 12 months, uh, brought him in to manage this, you know, sales side of the business, which wasn't my forte, but I wanted to learn that side of the business, but I needed to grow the rent roll fast and I needed to focus on that. So I brought someone else in to help build that side of it. Um, and, you know, there became a time financially where we, where we need, the business needed a cash injection. So I, I, you know, thought, well, you know, who better to ask than the person here who has got that side of it and potentially can look after that side of the business. But I didn't really know that person. And that's interesting, isn't it? Because you think if you've worked together for 12 months, you would have th- thought you'd have a fairly good read on on the character of the person and, and what to expect. Yes, and I, I thought that I did. Uh, but I think, you know, that, that was in my own personality and character of probably not uh, diving in deep enough and really understanding that and putting measurements in place to protect myself and, you know, really I suppose having that clear definition of, well, what are our key roles and responsibilities as equal business partners. That is so important. I've seen that time and time again, people not putting those KPIs and those and, and articulate not articulating the expectations of yourself and of each other. Yes. And, and I think that's it's not so much that I picked potentially the wrong person. Well, yeah, and it was the fact that we didn't do all of those things as a part of that. I, I didn't do that part of that strategy um, and we and we certainly didn't make it clear so then it there became a lot of miscommunication in the business there became a lot of well I feel like I'm doing lots of work and you're not doing anything and then then blame and all of that became into it right so there of course that's why the partnership fell apart and I'm certainly not blaming that individually um, wholly and solely I'm certainly putting my hand up and saying that I'm a big part of that um, and you know so for me they're definitely the two elements that I talk to business owners now about when they'll they'll want to strategize around you know their own exit strategies out of the business and they want to consider bringing in their fantastic property manager because you know they don't want to lose them for them to go and start their own agency so they want to talk about bringing them into the business in you know share arrangements and, and equity partners and you know I, I share what I went through and the different elements that we definitely need to consider now for them. So to be fair, if I didn't experience that myself, I don't believe 
I could confidently have a conversation with a business owner and guide them in the right path along the right path and journey to be making the most of you know effective decision for them their business moving forward. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, and even though you might understand the um, the concept, you're going to be a whole lot more passionate and a whole lot more convincing around the conversation once you've lived it, right? Absolutely. Um, and I think you know it's about sharing. Hey, these are the mistakes that I made in doing this. And, and these are things that we need to consider, you know, and go through and we work through together and, yeah. and make sure that we've got the right supporting elements in place and the right KPIs and the right job role, you know, clearly defined and exit strategies for both parties. And, and it, it's scary having those types of conversations, but I, I didn't have anyone to have those conversations with. So I just was doing it I suppose on my own and and that's why I was trusting my own judgment that the decisions I was making were the right ones and sometimes they were and sometimes they certainly won't. And it's um I always tell any of our franchisees that uh, they need to get into a business relationship with a view of getting out of it. So having that exit strategy clearly articulated and having those expectations of yourself and of others is just so important. So that's great that you're having those conversations with your clients. Yeah, uh, I think it's really important because, you know, we all know where technology is going and the advancements and, and you know, the landscape's changing for property management and more and more really great property managers and, and business development managers are starting their own because there's a capability of doing so and they don't much need an office front anymore and those types of things. So, so many different factors. And I think, you know, there's business owners are aware of that and that's just the conversations if that I start having with them to get them to really start to think about how that looks for them, what's the timeline around that um, and how is it going to look for the person they're bringing in, um, what is their role going to be, how are the two of you going to work together and support each other and what's their continual progression? And, you know, so by the time you're 100% out of the business, where what role do you still play and support in the business, if any? So I, I like to start those conversations as well to get to really understand the vision and the direction that that business owner is going in in their business, or you know, where they've been and where they see it going. Um, and that just I, I feel that allows me to better consult to them and their team. And do you find that most business owners have a clear vision of their business moving forward? No. Um, I would say that it's 50-50. You know, I can walk into some, Leanne, and they do. They clearly have their business plan there and they're ticking boxes and they can see where things need to move around and be flexible and what they've implemented, what they haven't yet. And they know what needs to change. Others they haven't even written a business plan and they've got zero idea of where to even start. <laughs> and, of course, obviously that's where I come in. So uh, I, I enjoy that element of it and I think that's where from selling the business, the, the agency, I really wanted to help the industry in that way because I, I, I suppose I took the same path. I might have been a great property manager but I'd never owned a business before. So I can sit there and say that there's a majority probably of our business owners have been fantastic salespeople and they've been so successful on that level, but yet they've never owned the business. So they kind of dive in thinking it's going to be okay and then forget about all of these elements underneath in order to create a successful business. And and one of the things we constantly hear from business owners that, um, you know, it's really hard to recruit good people. And my question 
to all of them is, okay, I'm looking for a job. Why would I come and work for you? And they'll just look at me with a blank look and, and so many of them just do not know how to answer that question and they haven't clarified why they do what they do. You know, that whole, that Simon Sinek thing, right? Absolutely. Why do you do what you do? So let me ask you this. One of the, someone I was talking to was talking around the concept of setting your own purpose, understanding your own why. And the way that you do that, or one way that you can start that process is to ask the question, um, what do I want people to say about me when I'm not in the room? So what do what what do you hope that people say about you when you're not in the room? Well, I hope that they would say that I'm, you know, a friend to them, that I'm passionate about what I do and that I absolutely love what I do and that it comes out in the way that I articulate my consulting with them, you know, or even if that was, you know, if it's a friend and if we're talking in a room of all of my friends, the first thing that they think I believe that they would say about me is that, um, I do care and that I've got a, an absolute love and passion for what I do and that I shouldn't be doing anything else. And that's regardless of whether or not that's my clients or not, you know, they ring me or, or they'll message me and just say, thank you so much for that call today and prepping me up, you know, and my friends will do the same. And although it's not, it's not there that I'm a motivator, but, you know, I think that people would say that I, I'm, I'm someone who really cares regardless of the situation and that, that they can lean on me for that support because they can absolutely see that I'm just so passionate about it. I think anybody listening to the podcast can hear the passion in your voice and that certainly um, um, we have used you on a number of occasions to train our property managers and that's the feedback that we get is um, is passion and enthusiasm for what you do. So I don't think there's any doubt um, that you are in the right place doing the right thing. So well done you for for finding what really um, lights you know lights you up. I think it's incredible. Yeah, and you know I think um, it's important to reflect sometimes on the past. And I, you know, as I said earlier, I don't regret any decision that I've ever made in my life. I just look at them all as you know learning phases. But I think it is important sometimes to sit back and and reflect on decisions you've made and how you could have made them better. Was it the right decision? If it was great, if it wasn't, what's the better decision to make? And I've got a great family support base and I've got a great friends and, you know, I can – and I didn't, I didn't use them very well when I had the agency. So, you know, I, I didn't really lean on them. And I felt like, you know what, it was like I felt I needed to prove something to everyone, right? And that was a mistake. Yeah, and I didn't need to prove anything to anyone. <laughs> um, and I think sometimes, you know, I see that in some of these, the, the business owners that I deal with, that I feel like they need to prove that they are worthy of that title um, uh, to their staff. So they kind of then start to get this ego, you know, about, well, I'm the boss, you know, delivery. And I think it's the it's certainly the wrong approach to take. Uh, you know, there's days where I certainly had that, well, I'm the boss approach. But you look back and you think, well, that was, a, that was really wrong. That was the wrong way to deal with it. You could have dealt with that better. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And none of us all have all of the answers all of the time. No. So there's no, it's not a sign of weakness to to talk to other people and, and give, you know, just get input on before you make big decisions. Absolutely. And I think, you know, that's why I said to you, I'd really love to, you know, do this conversation with you because sometimes, 
you know, just having a conversation like this and talking through it, you know, hopefully, you know, any of the listeners will go, well, you know what, I've been in that situation, um, you know, and I'm happy to talk to anyone about what I've been through and how I overcame that and the poor decisions I've made because it's it absolutely is a reason I now am consulting in the industries because I don't want to see property managers who – uh, fantastic at what they do. Just think it's really easy to go and start a business and I'm going to do that because I'm a great property manager and all the landlords will follow me. Um, and you know what? There's an element of that that's true, but there's a lot of hard work that goes into it. And I think it's about really understanding that dedication that you need to have and having all the right fundamentals and foundations in place first, you know, getting a mentor uh, and having someone that you can lean on who's not going to someone who's going to support you and give you some really good advice. Yeah, that is probably the perfect place to end our conversation today. Um, so if people do want to get in touch with you and talk more about your experiences or understand what you do from a consulting space, how can they find you? Yeah, um, you can all uh, email me at Casey, that's K-A-S-E-Y, P for Peter, M for Mary, T for Tom, academy.com.au or my uh, contact number is 0418-680948. Perfect. Thank you so much for spending the time. It's It's been really interesting. So I appreciate you being so open and honest with us. No, thanks very much for having me, Leanne. And, um, you know, it's been really enjoyable being on Courageous Conversations. Thank you so much. Thank you. 